1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you
0: use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Jenna Ellis, and welcome to Just the Truth Podcast, sponsored by the Thomas More Society, which is a not-for-profit national public interest law firm dedicated to restoring respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. You can find them at It's My good friend Aubrey Shines, who's the host of America Shines, right here on Real America's Voice is with me in studio, and we are rounding up the top trending headlines of the week and providing commentary and analysis, of course, from a truth-based perspective. So Aubrey, what a week.
2: What a week is an understatement. (laughs) Wow, has it stopped? Will it stop?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that. Well, and, and will it stop, of yeah. course, related to Israel? And, yeah. you know, my my heart was just sickened over um, everything that is going on in Israel and especially how the current administration, the Biden administration, is saying nothing, it's it's just meaningless, and is not standing strong as an ally. When President Trump was in office, we knew exactly where America stood with Israel, and it is that we would always support and defend Israel and the right for Israel to protect itself.
2: Not only that, let's, let's also never forget this. Under Trump's administration, we didn't have Hamas firing just untold rockets indiscriminately over into Israel. It did not happen. Why? Because, again, Hamas understood where we were as it relates to our relationship. Now you have this feckless leadership in the White House that has said nothing. Whatever little few words they may utter out, it's nothing. Other than, and I can quote, they said, well, I, I, I think both sides should kind of calm down and de-escalate and i said this on a talk show just this past week i said let's think about this someone jenna breaks into your home they attack what you love mom dad siblings friends neighbors etc and you're simply defending your home but yet a government official comes and says jenna i think you guys should kind of de-escalate this. You need to relax. This has to been, punch him in the face, well, you right? think?
0: I uh, mean, that is just so rude and so completely um, miscalculating yeah. of the political current, the emotional current, and also the historical current. I mean, here's Joe Biden, who has been in government for 47 years now, now more than that. I mean, by yeah. the end of this year, 48 sure. years. And that's all that That's his it. administration can say is de-escalate the situation and basically just say, well, you know, the U.S. is just going to be like, eh, well, you guys, you know, yeah. try, try to work it out.
2: Well, I love uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's response to that. And he, in essence, said, and I think it's a great read and we'll make sure that it's posted. He literally said, look, you don't have a right to tell us that we should not be defending ourselves we've lived this once before we're never going to live it again and they gave and again we're going to see what's really going to come of this but they have put warnings out to everyone that's involved that they are going to defend themselves and they're not going to allow the silence from the united states of america to prohibit them from doing it and i often tell people this jen i said look if you can't grasp this, because in America it's hard for us to do this, because we don't have sirens that are screaming overhead. And I, I often say, as I did this week, I said, look, imagine you're at work and you hear these sirens, and you know instinctively, I got to go into a shelter real, real quick. That means, Jenny, you don't have time to pick up your cell phone and call mom, dad, siblings, loved ones, whomever, neighbors to check on them. You're isolated. Can you imagine? what goes on in a person's mind at that point you're isolated you're in a shelter you can't make a phone call you don't know what's happened to your parents your loved ones this is what israel it deals with all the time and yet they had a friend in president donald j trump and now they have what is clear and that is someone who is not just an antagonist against israel But this current administration, they're very clear. They're pro-Palestinian in this regard. They sent them over $200-plus million that Donald Trump says, no, we're not going to do this when you are threatening our best ally. So as for me, I stand with friends and family that understand this message quite clearly, that America must stand With Israel. And I hope and pray that all Americans would get on their phone, call their senators, just bombard them and let them know that silence in this White House is something that no one in America should accept
0: absolutely and America has has been a friend to Israel um, and there's been a reason for that not just in terms of the geopolitical uh, configuration but also because we have recognized uh, the importance of Israel from a biblical worldview yes. narrative and from um, from an understanding that we are supposed to be a friend to Israel and when the Bible says that um, that we are supposed to to defend Israel, yes. That is so incredibly important as yes. well. And I think that for this administration who's unwilling to stand up to the world's bullies, like yeah. China, like, <laughs> um, you know, now like Palestine, um, when, when it's very clear there's a difference between being on the defensive versus being an aggressor. Yeah. And so to not even call those shots correctly, I mean, literally calling, literally. not calling the yeah. shots correctly, is just so embarrassing for the Biden administration on the national stage. When we had President Trump in office, it was such a position of strength, sure. not just from a political foreign policy perspective, but also from a moral perspective. We had a moral substance that was reclaiming the, the truth that America was built upon.
2: Yeah, and, and again, here's my concern just on that one topic alone. If we don't defend our allies, then we lose credibility with others that may be looking to us as this great superpower to say, hey, if I'm gonna partner with you, if I get in trouble with my enemies, will you be there for me? There's nothing more fearful to know that we're about to go into a battle, but I'm not sure, Jenna, whether or not you're gonna stand by my side and fight whatever this bully right. or enemy is. And this is what America's doing. We are unfortunately abandoning our position And we're giving it to radicals. And I guess that personifies who's in the White House, a real radical agenda.
0: Yeah, and someone who is totally untrustworthy. America needs to be trustworthy. So good stuff. We will be right back with more here on Just the Truth.
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
0: Welcome back to Just the Truth. We're continuing the conversation here on Friday with Aubrey Shines, host of America Shines, right here on Real America's Voice. If you aren't watching on the weekends, what are you doing? You need to be watching. He has such a great show. I love it. Watch it every week. And Aubrey, um, so we're talking about the top headlines of this week. And of course, on Wednesday, Liz Cheney, uh, was in fact ousted from her leadership position. Um, a lot of people on the left are saying, haha, Republicans, you are for cancel culture now. You're canceling her. I think that's ridiculous. There's a totally different, completely different definition between canceling someone versus saying, sorry, you are no longer responsible to be in a leadership position. We're holding you accountable.
2: Not only that, again, Liz has made it very clear, and I'm quoting what she said on this past Wednesday. She said she's going to do everything, I'm quoting her, in her power to make sure that Donald J. Trump never dons the foot his foot again in the Oval Office. Now, let's put that in just a quick perspective. You're How's talking, arrogant. yeah, I know, not only just <laughs> arrogant, I, I, I think, again, she personifies something that, in my opinion, is kind of swampish in yes. this regard. Why say that, Liz? Because 70-plus million people actually adore Donald J. Trump. So what you're really saying is, I'm not just negating the fact that I don't want Donald Trump. The men and women that voted for him, black, white, brown alike, we're not interested in what you're thinking. We know better. That's the elitist. She went down. She doesn't like it. But the truth of the matter is, she wasn't just rejected by Donald Trump. She was rejected by every conservative man and woman in this nation that saw her as unfit to hold an office. That's not cancel culture. I grew up in a business home, a very strong business-oriented home. If my dad had someone that was not able to perform his or her job, it wasn't just a matter of he didn't like them personally or he Mm -hmm. didn't prefer their diet. He just simply made sure that individuals that were on his team, they were reflective of the values that he was instilling as related to making sure a job is done on time, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Liz Cheney didn't do that. She, every time she opposed Donald Trump, she actually opposed 80 plus million that Mm -hmm. believed in Donald Trump. So, again, I I think it was worthy. I I think that goose is kind of cooked. And honestly, I'm sure there's, by the way, Jenna, a spot for her in the Democratic Party.
1: Mm-hmm. And we actually have the
0: sound of her saying this. So watch this.
1: I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> this is so ridiculous yeah. and how arrogant. Of her to say, I'm going to stand in the way of the will of the American people because let's like, how how does a president actually come into office? Well, through our electoral college, which of course, as we recognized in you know in 2020, um, is through the manner that the state legislature set. If she really wants to be effective and try to stand in the way go go back to your home state of Wyoming, leave Congress, get involved on the grassroots level and try to persuade yeah, other yeah. people who are in the legislature, who are making election laws so that you and I can all have our legal vote counted to put in election security measures so that then she can go and actually convince people to vote in the way that she thinks is best. Yeah. She's not saying any of that. She is basically saying, From her elitist, highfalutin position in Washington, I'm going to do everything I can. What can she do? She has one vote. She doesn't recognize I don't
2: know if she has that any longer, (laughs) because the last time I checked, I thought her own individuals there in that great state, a beautiful state, didn't they not censure her? I mean, did they not kind of push back on her? So I'm not sure how she says, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. She's just not saying that, Jenna. She's talking about Americans, whether... They are on one side or the other of this country that voted for this man in record numbers. Mm -hmm. And for her to say, I'm going to do everything possible to make sure that he never dawns foot again, she's she's talking about the principles that he embodied. What were those principles? To make sure that we were strong, to make sure that China's not ripping us off, to make sure that we had the best employment records ever recorded in the United States history, to make sure that we were energy independent. And so when she says she's opposing him, like almost Nancy Pelosi that ripped up in the middle of a congressional uh, convocation, she ripped up the very mandate that the people were excited about. That's what Liz is doing.
0: Right, and and if you look at her voting record, It doesn't make sense because she voted 98% according to Heritage Action and, you know, other uh, groups that show the the scorecard. And she voted for very conservative policies, yet she hates Donald Trump, who was the best advocate that America has had since Ronald Reagan for those policies. So you think, wait a minute, it has to be personal. It It has to be. And, And it absolutely is because she's Cheney remember so so this is um, going back all the way to the Bush era yeah the Bushes had this dynasty that they wanted Bush senior then George W Bush then Jeb Jeb. yeah and guess who came in and destroyed and made Jeb seem so little and so weak and Jeb with an exclamation point I mean he was almost a parody of himself but sure Donald Trump and so she is more loyal to her family's history of politics then she is recognizing the truth of advocating for the American people. And we have somebody like that who their own personal agenda and their own personal hatred is getting in the way of their ability to genuinely lead. Yeah. That's not a person you want to lead the GOP House No, conference. it sounds like a
2: monarchy, doesn't it? Let's make yeah. sure that we keep that family you know, uh, in, in place and, and intact here. So again, uh, that's been debunked. And it wasn't just Donald Trump, it was the American politic that debunked her. They're debunking the rhinos. We're seeing this kind of spread throughout all of the United States of America right now. I even watched very recently, earlier in the week, I watched Mitt Romney get booed by his own delegate. (laughs) And I thought, boy, I think you're in trouble, young man, because Mm -hmm. mm, this is not looking good. And again, these individuals embody something that unfortunately most Americans don't. And that is, we don't want that type of behavior to be displayed among individuals that's supposed to represent our views. America wants Mm -hmm. freedom, Mm -hmm. liberty. We want to be able to express ourselves in our workplace. We want to make sure that someone that has some dysphoria, maybe of a gender, they don't force their ideology on our kids. Donald Trump embodied that. Now, again, for those that have a problem because, well, he's a bad, you know, someone that's on Twitter and he does this, and if that's all you got, I'd rather have, Jenna, a bull in a china store that knocks over everything as long as it benefits the principle in which we believe in. I'm not looking for perfection in a person. Mm -hmm. We didn't elect a pope and or a bishop. We elected a president to represent our views. Mm -hmm. And this is what Donald J. Trump really, really did. And this is why Dick Cheney and the ilk that belongs to her, those rhinos, Republican in name only, they don't like it because he upset the apple cart. And again, she's been debunked and she's gone. And seriously, I can't even see her in anywhere in the state of Wyoming as it relates to some elected position getting on the ticket, unless she capitulates to the left, which she seems to do in theory And maybe they'll pick her up look at the people who are supporting her
0: and who are saying oh this is so sad that liz cheney (laughs) has been ousted from leadership you have people like joe walsh you know who's a flaming liberal you have people who are in the liberal ilk i mean there was a screenshot on Twitter of this um, this Zoom call that was in support of Liz Cheney. Not one genuine conservative Republican was on that call. And you're thinking, if this is her support group, yeah. that should tell you something. And you also mentioned Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea that America is built on principle. And Donald Trump, when he, when he walked out on that stage in the rally, it was my favorite moment, every yeah. rally. Proud to be an American. That was such a collective view of who we are, made in the image of God, blessed to live in this country because we are founded on principle and that's what unites us as Americans. And what Mitt Romney and others, his his one line when he's getting booed and he looks out to the audience and he goes, Aren't you embarrassed?
2: Wow.
0: In wow. other words, aren't
2: you embarrassed? Are you
0: embarrassed? For
2: feeling the way you do towards me. It
0: was such an elitist comment that was off the cuff, that his first reaction was, aren't you embarrassed? Well, that's the
2: height of narcissism, and you and I both know that. When you spoke of Donald Trump going out on those stages across the country, again, you had a very distinct honor. You were able to constitutionally represent him. I came from a different perspective. I represented then-candidate Trump. I traveled in a dozen states speaking to those same crowds right before he would get up. And when I would look at this audience, this large sea, of white and black and brown mm-hmm. faces. By the way, mainstream media never reported that they would isolate some little small group and try to make it lily white. It was a lie. Yes, I say, oh, was it's there. Just the white oh no, no. no. <laughs> there, well then, yeah. I guess uh, yeah. I'm a white supremacist, yeah. and there you go.
0: But, but to them, you are not. Well, of you, course. You, you know, you're not. You're not in that category. Yeah. You're you you are uh, exercising white privilege yeah. somehow because you support Donald Trump, which yeah. I don't know how that is even possible. Yeah. Well, but. I
2: guess that would be like me deciding one day that I'm a 89 year old lady. Uh, yes a bit out of kilter there yeah
0: not in touch with reality (laughs) yeah
2: no not touch with reality and or science and or god as that relates to and yet I look at the Liz Cheney's I look at the Mitt Romney's and I understand that they all have something in common they have a complex and that complex is so narcissistic that they can't see themselves. They're looking in that Greek mythological mythological river, and they're seeing their own reflection, and they are enamored with themselves and what they believe in about themselves. They've forgotten the principal point. Mm -hmm. They're here to represent various districts, not their own opinion, which ties into my principal point. It's not about the personality. If I'm a representative of your district, I may believe totally different from you. However, if I truly believe that I'm elected by you, I have a job, and that's Mm -hmm. to represent you.
0: Absolutely. And and to represent the will of the people of the United States because let's remember this is all about we the people not we the elitists and we the entitled and the people that deserve to be in Washington but as you and I know being in Washington there is such a mentality that only those select few who are inside the beltway know enough to determine everything else for you and your family and it's just it's the height of hypocrisy but we'll be right back with more Continuing the conversation here with Aubrey Shines, host of America Shines, right here on Real America's Voice every Saturday, you've got to watch it. And I know that you already are, so, you know, we're just fans of Aubrey together. So, yes. <laughs> so Aubrey, yes, thanks yes, so yes. your show is just so fantastic. Yeah, thanks I, so much. I love that, um, you know, you bring this analysis that's just, so refreshing so bold and so truth-based and one of the things that i absolutely love about our conversations is that we're just speaking the truth and for a lot of people watching i mean i've gotten so much feedback that people are saying thank you for being bold and being willing to just say the obvious i mean this is something where you know we all have we all know the uh the story the children's book the emperor has yes, no clothes, yes, and, and, and it was the child mm-hmm. who was willing to say the obvious when everybody else refused to. They didn't want to be embarrassed. They didn't, you know, and so I think it's such an encouraging thing when people can tune into a network like this one that's willing to say, listen, you're not alone yeah. in, in understanding the truth, because that's what the mainstream media wants to do is to isolate people and make you think you're the last holdout to this archaic, value set that's racist, it's antiquated, it's uh, not tolerant enough. And I think it's just such a wonderful thing that we can come here and stand firm on our principles and encourage
2: others to. Absolutely. And and again, this network affords that, doesn't it? Yes. You know, and I think people forget this, not those who are viewing, but mainstream, They forget that the majority of the country actually feels this way. I've done the stats. Mm -hmm. You you always hear me say that. Pardon me. I have the math. I've done the stats. Well, there's a reason, because numbers never lie. Opinions vary. It's subjective based on a a certain amount of factors. But the majority of Americans still feel and believe in certain principles. And those principles are God. Eighty-five percent of Americans do. Now, whether or not they live that out all the time, it's very different. But what it tells me, as someone who studies that the behavior of that DNA is still very pregnant within their psyche. That means that in a time of crisis, as we've seen in the pandemic, Americans, as they did in the pandemic, they actually begin to refer back to God. These are Mm -hmm. people, by the way, Jenna, were not practicing God any longer or still believed, but not necessarily a faithful member of a church somewhere. But the moment crisis happened, Mm -hmm. live stream on fire, all of a sudden, 80 plus 7 87.5% of those individuals they turn back to what was in their spiritual DNA. This is real America's voice. This is just the truth. This is why we shine the light on these topics because we realize and I and I say this with humility, we become a breath of fresh air for people that just want to hear just tell us the truth. Mm-hmm. Your opinion, my opinion, fine give me the facts, give me the data, give me another perspective, because no one's talking about it. Right. We're talking about it, and that's why it's successful.
0: Absolutely, <clears> and that's why you know people want to hear the truth, and they want to hear the perspective that's based on the truth, because the mainstream media will try to isolate people and then try to tell you, oh, well, you're just listening to an echo chamber, and um, they, they want to put you on the defensive, but actually being around like-minded people is encouraging, it's spiritually fulfilling, and it's actually commanded in scripture. I mean, the reason that we have the church that, that the Bible says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. It's not just, oh, well, we're, we're all part of the universal church. And you know, these people who have responded to the shutdowns of churches by saying, well, church isn't just a building. Well, true. Church isn't just a building, but gathering together in a building or a park or wherever, gathering together physically in person for spiritual accountability, for encouragement, for fulfillment, for advancing instruction in righteousness. You know, the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished to all good works. Like the Bible says, that's so important. And that's part of what we're doing here i mean we're not a parachurch organization we're not the church but we're part of the church in the sense that we are gathering together and speaking about truth and it's so important for people to understand that it isn't just always challenging your ideas it's also about reinforcing them yeah. with truth yeah truth yeah. is really lacking in today's society well
2: it is and you know why because the majority of those that unfortunately are the conduits of what should be data coming out They won't address these issues. They won't talk about it. You and I know, pardon me, and most Americans know, if an individual chooses he or she to go in, let's say they're going to get in shape physically, what do they do? They go to a place where other like-minded individuals are doing the same thing. There's something very powerful about going into a place. You may not feel like it, but boy, by the time you get there, And by the time those individuals are encouraging you, hey, come on, one more set, you can do it, Mm -hmm. you find strength. You find a resolve. You find some element of tenacity that you're actually able to go, oh, I'm so glad that I came and I did it. That's what this network is about. Mm -hmm. It really is. Because there are other men and women that are just espousing facts, things that people are not hearing. This is why our numbers are increasing like wildfire here, because people are hearing it, people are sharing it, because they want to hear a perspective, because in their DNA, they sense something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And when they hear just the truth, they figure it out. Mm -hmm. And
0: and we'll continue to speak the truth. And uh, one of the other things about speaking the truth is that we want to make sure that children in schools are not hearing lies. And so, you know, one of the main uh, topics and the top trending headlines this week was about critical race theory and how a number of states have now uh, said, you know, no critical race theory cannot be taught in schools. And the left, of course, comes back to that and says, well, this is cancel culture. Everything that they don't like somehow is cancel culture, yet they're the ones that are actually perpetuating censorship. So it's always the case. I mean, it's the same thing with their claims of racism. You know, they're the ones who they're saying that everything else is Racists, except them who are actually the racist, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. so when we're talking about speaking the truth and educating our children, and especially with a state-based education, I completely applaud the governors who are saying, no, you can't teach critical race theory because that has no correlation with the truth right. of reality and the truth of American history. Well,
2: again, why? Why should they teach it? 1619 is a myth. And, and the young lady that, quote, produced it She is on record. I did an entire show regarding this issue, regarding these individual players and the voices that are out there that push it, including people like Oprah Winfrey and others saying, hey, we're going to take this project, we're going to take it to our studio, we're going to make documentaries, we're going to make movies. Here's the problem. It's a false narrative. I can't think of her name right now. It escapes me. But she's the one who's come out and said, no. This is not actually history. It's my perspective. Well, why would states want to teach a perspective unless they have an ulterior motive? Mm -hmm. And that motive is, is to make anyone that disagrees with their idea of morality a bigot. If you don't believe in this, again, note the base, Jenna. It's always bigotry. It's some form of hatred. You are a racist if you don't want to teach critical race theory that assumes that America is a systemic, racist idea that it, just until right now, we've come to the truth. The reality of it is, you know it, I know it, there were slaves in every quadrant of this globe. There were Europeans that enslaved Europeans, Asian that enslaved mm-hmm. Asians, blacks that enslaved blacks. So if we're going to teach, quote, critical race theory. Then shouldn't part of that curriculum by the way, it's not, but shouldn't that curriculum then have a portion in it where it actually shows that it were blacks in Africa that sold that's real critical race would
0: go against their narrative. So, of course, they're not going to teach the fact and the truth. They're going to cherry pick different facts and they're going to manipulate it into this curriculum. And let's let's not forget as well that critical race theory, the very foundation, is that they want to presume that just based on an intrinsic biological characteristic, how much... Uh, how much melanin is in your skin, that determines something about your soul. Well, that that's determines racist, isn't it? Absolutely, to say that presumptively, because I have a lighter skin tone than you, therefore I am born with an animus against you. That presumes something about the nature of humanity that's completely false, and that they want to push this narrative of corporate guilt rather than recognizing the truth that all human beings are made in the image of God and, as such, have inherent dignity and worth regardless of any other differentiation among our immutable characteristics. They don't want to go down that well, road. Well,
2: you know why they can't, because to do it it would expose them but think about what you just said and as eloquent as it was also unfortunately hidden within that dynamic of what you just expressed that your quote whiteness gives you something what they're really saying is it gives you superiority now here's the negative side which is so anti-god then it assumes Jenna that someone that is not as fair-complected as you are, then by nature of reason and logic, then that group must be inferior. Because you can't have superior without inferior. inferior. And this is what they're pushing. So what they're really doing is saying, you need to stop being who you are, which is obviously against god Mm -hmm. because the last time i checked no one can change their melanin or lack thereof but it also makes brown and black people forever a victim to white thinking at least in their mind but the only people that are pushing this narrative are people that hate america People that don't believe in the principles of America, they have forgotten the history of America, that it was blacks and whites that fought together to get rid of the atrocities in America. So it wasn't just a group that did it. It was all of us working together to do it. And if we're going to be intellectually honest, we can't overlook Africa and why they chose to take 20 million of their own people and sell them to Europe, sell them to Portugal, sell them to the Islamists in various areas. If we're gonna have a real race theory idea, let's address it from a factual place and let's just the truth be the narrative.
0: Yeah, and let's continue together to create a more perfect union and not go back into our past and things that we have moved uh, from because we have continued to make America great and continued to build this country into a better place and a more perfect chamber. But we're always looking back. And if you think we're exaggerating, by the way, just look at the curriculum that says you need to be less white, your whiteness. It's now just it's not an intrinsic characteristic. it's something about an attitude. It's ridiculous, good stuff. We'll be right back. Continuing the conversation here on Friday on Just the Truth with Aubrey Shines, the host of America Shines, right here on Real America's Voice. And Aubrey, you brought to my attention this uh, statue that was unveiled this week in Rockefeller Center that is of the Titan Prometheus. And we have this up on the screen. This is hideous. Tell, tell me the background So of this. in
2: a nutshell, the Greek mythology behind it is he's a Titan god. And this Titan God uh, was very disruptive, didn't want to do what the other gods were, so they cast him out, cast him down. And the idea was, he's gonna take fire and he's gonna make mortals. Unfortunately, Zeus put this pronouncement on him saying, we're gonna have your liver every, and forgive me for knowing all the history, I'm sorry, but we're we're gonna eat your liver every night, have something to do it but the liver would automatically grow. So the fire represented, in a nutshell, his ability to make mortals. Now again, this is a depiction of it because this is an African-American guy's artwork out of Harlem that's come. But the ideal, actually, this whole Prometheus piece comes really out of Greek mythology. And as a result of it, we're just seeing like a duplicate or a shadow and or a image of it. What I found interesting was it that they were putting this in the center of Rockefeller? It's the fact I ask myself the question, what would happen, Jenna, if they were to put something in a Christ-centered, a Judeo-centered edict of some sort? If
0: they put a big cross in the middle of Rockefeller center? Yeah. People, the left would, this would be the number one story on CNN, MSNBC. I mean, look at the reaction that they had just to that little gold statue of Trump that, by the way, nobody worshipped as CPAC. It of was course. a caricature. It was over the top. It was ridiculous. And it was also in the middle of a conservative event and was just something where people could come and take their picture and it was funny. But the left reacted to that as if that was some golden idol and you're members of a cult and all this stuff. And yet, this story has gone basically, I mean, I hadn't even heard about it until you brought it to my attention. So clearly, I mean, the left is fine with a Greek god statue that's worshiping Zeus in the middle of Rockefeller Center, but yeah. if you put a cross there, yeah. nah.
2: And not only that, imagine if a shofar was put their horn that uh, you see in Jewish synagogues mm-hmm. that are used to blow to have warning signs of festivities, et it, it would be a nightmare. And, and I thought, and you correct me, you're the attorney here, I thought that the left desired to make sure that religious artifact was separate right. from the state. Because, again, this is where taxpayers pay dollars to make sure that streets are clean, et cetera, et cetera. So the poor New Yorkers, I guess that they all feel now that this is okay. But the same city, by the way, and I know this because I work with some of these groups, de Blasio and the gang, the communist-minded socialist guys like de Blasio, they were shutting churches down from even renting buildings to have service. And I'm talking even pre-pandemic here. Mm-hmm. So that was okay for them to do that, Jenna, but we can bring this mythical figure in the center of the Rockefeller Center, a God that most don't even quote, celebrate, believe in, because. Even to this day, 80 plus percent of Americans still believe in the God of the scripture, whether the media likes it or not, whether the left likes it or not. Of course, they always try to make sure that it's eradicated out of their platform in the DNC party. But it's okay, Jenna, to bring this figure into the center as Mm -hmm. they celebrate African art. Oh,
0: it's art. It's art. But everything else is an offensive statue. I mean, if you look at the cases that my colleagues at the Thomas More Society at first Liberty have had to defend that our World War II memorials that happen to be in the shape of a cross because that is a marker of a of generally of a grave. If you look at Arlington National Cemetery and the reason they put crosses because we recognize that life is eternal and there's hope in the cross. And for all of the all of the litigation that uh, the atheist societies have brought, that um, he, uh, humanist societies have brought and have said you can't have an overtly Christian symbol even if it's actually there to signify a literal historical event, yet I don't see the humanists and the atheists running to challenge the state for putting up a statue to Greek mythology and to some completely other religion. Why not?
2: Well, it's duplicitous at best, isn't it? Because you and I both know, and I know, that this is a God. That's what this is. It is a Greek God. It is a form of religion. And I don't hear various groups, as you just espouse, saying, hey, can't do this. Why is it always an attack on anything that is Judeo-Christian, but never an attack if it has satanic implications, if it has a African uh, origin as it relates to some form of a god or Greek mythology forms of gods, why is it that the only thing that is ever attacked in the United States of America are the, is the ideal, rather, that the God of heaven help mankind here in America form and help us develop a great nation? Why is that under attack, but not the other gods.
0: And I think that's always the seminal question. And when you look at the crosses being attacked, the nativity scenes, I mean, there are cases where um, on a courthouse lawn, there was a nativity scene Mm -hmm. that was put in at Christmas time. And that was, oh, separation of church and state. And it's because even the secularists, even the atheists recognize the difference between truth and a counterfeit. Yeah. They know the difference and they're only upset about truth and the true God, they don't care about all the imitations because they know that the imitations, the counterfeit are really on their side, which is falsity. And we have to remember the opposite of truth is everything that is not truth. It's not that it has to be overtly evil, overtly uh, false in, in the way of saying, well, you know, it's a, it's another religion Or something that is, I mean, I I think that people could see the difference between Satanism versus Christianity. Those are kind of at the polar opposite. But Satan is very crafty because he doesn't want you to believe in the truth and any other lie. He doesn't care what it is. Sure. It can be any type of counterfeit. That's okay as long as it is not the truth. So there's truth and non-truth, period.
2: Yeah, and again, nothing, silence from de Blasio, silence from Cuomo, silence from the various groups that just despise the idea of any Christian ethos being displayed in any time, not just during a festive time like uh, the birth of Christ. No, no, they don't want it at all, but there's nothing. I've done the research, can't help it. And I'm telling you, there is silent on this issue. And again, when I first saw it, my first thought was, this is very interesting. Fine, if that's what you want to do in New York, is it really? But the same New York and leaders fight against anything that is Christian
0: mm-hmm. and they 're unwilling. To recognize that this is if if we accept the premise that a World War II cross is an establishment, quote unquote, of religion that is against the First Amendment, then why aren't they the first to rush out and say, wait a second, this is also an establishment of religion? And I know that the leftists will come back and say, this is just art. Come on. You're being but but this is again them always moving the goalposts and manipulating the standards because they just want to attack truth, period.
2: I would love to see various leaders, and I've already, by the way, uh, this week, I've already reached out to a dozen very key leaders in the city of New York, very large uh, influencers, and I've said to them, are you guys not aware what's going on in your city? I know you're shut, you're shut down, but you may want to pay attention to this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, we'll be right back with more here on Just the Truth.
1: What makes a life a good one?
0: Welcome back to Just the Truth. And it is already the last segment. These conversations go by so quickly. I'm so excited to rejoin you on Monday. But before we go, Aubrey shines. We have to talk about Biden's America. I mean, you look at how weak and, as you said, feckless he is on Israel. You know, this is the same president— that you have this contrast between him and Donald Trump, where now gas prices were $1.98, now they're in some places 5 and $6. Yeah. You have the let's build the wall, let's protect our borders, stand for principle. You have open borders. I mean, you just have such an obvious contrast, even in just a little over 100 days.
2: It's scary, isn't it? Because I always think about men and women that are gonna struggle with this. Again, when you raise gas a dollar fifty-two dollars Jenna, that hurts people that are struggling. And again, there are so many millions of Americans right now they don't have a job. So when we talk about Biden's failure, how feckless he is, even if we just looked at the border, 944% of encounters at the border, 944% up. That's these are numbers that have never been recorded in the last 20 some years. Now, if people, maybe. Well,
0: maybe people believed him when he said, Yeah, come on in during no, the campaign. I, I guess
2: they, maybe they really I mean. did, and they're, they're really, really coming. And we're not even talking about those that, by the way, and I have some friends that have personally shared with me confidentially that they have actually caught, Jenna, individuals from the Middle East coming through our southern border. The last time I checked, The Middle East is a long ways away from our southern border. So whatever nefarious ideas that they may have in their mind, this is part of Biden's now legacy already. We're talking 100 days. But it's not just that. It's the impact that it has. It's not just the millions that are rushing in. It's tens of millions of Americans that don't have a job still right now. Now you're going to flood the market with low wages. Guess what? It's going to drive down individuals in America's ability to be able to work. And when they do, their wages will begin to go down because now they're competing against a an administration that's not going to deport, that's not going to weed out people that should have never been here in the first place. We're not even going to go as far as the, M, uh, the the 13 gangs because they're flooding in. They're capturing individuals that are coming across that have been accused, indicted at some point of child molestation. I know when Trump said it, he was, whatever, some xenophobic racist who hated, And he said that all Spanish people, which was a lie. He never said it. I was there when he said it. He never said it. But yet this is what we're seeing right now with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's uh, administration. And it is just devastating to Americans that are already struggling.
0: Absolutely. And we have to recognize, I mean, I mean think about this, everyone. What is actually going on here is all about reinforcing and forcing socialism on America, because this is not about building back better or reimagining anything. This is about tearing down our system of government that allows for equal opportunity for everyone. And so when they're allowing the open borders, a lot of people just focus on how many illegal votes will happen. And that's absolutely true because they want to stay in power. But this is also about destroying the middle class. Because if you can create this system where there is a small elite and then everyone else is more and more dependent on the welfare state, when they can't get a job, I mean, look at the people who want to stay unemployed, who want yet another stimulus. I mean, I have seen people on Twitter that are actually referring, you know, when is the next stimmy? Like, they're literally calling that as if they're children looking for a handout instead of wanting to work hard. And that's, that's not the majority of Americans. Americans like hard work. We want to work. But what Joe Biden's administration and the entire goal of the left is to tear down everything that allows us to be free.
2: Yeah. And that's what's scary to me right there, the free part, because again, you enumerated the facts the way that they really are. It is about changing votes in the future. Why? Because if you go to country A, and country A has a historical past of understanding entitlements, looking for the government to help, doesn't make them bad. But if this is all they understand and have understood, well, guess what they're going to do? They're going to import their ideological beliefs into this new framework. And if they're accustomed to getting, quote, good stuff from their government, which isn't good, but you come here, in a case in point, look at Baltimore, Maryland. If you can get on some sort of entitlement assistance in Baltimore, you make roughly between 47000 and $52,000 a year. That's money that college kids make often when they come out, depending on their profession that they come out in. So if I can get that for free...
0: Right. What's Where's the incentive? Where's my incentive? To work. Absolutely. There,
2: there is no incentive. And I
0: will tell you, the same thing that I learned when I was in undergrad. And I had come from homeschooling, loved working and loved actually learning. And when I went to Colorado State, a state school for journalism, I knew I wanted to go to law school. So, you know, it, that was the, the cheapest way to get my undergraduate degree. I very rapidly learned, I can put 10 hours into this project or one hour. I'll get the same grade because it was so easy to get an A, right? And so why then put extra effort? And that's what it teaches people, is to say, why should you do the extra effort? Why should you work for anything when it doesn't ultimately matter and it'll be the exact same outcome?
2: It's scary, isn't it? This is what Joe Biden has given us. And it's not just immigration issue. It's not just $3 plus gas. Remember, just a few months ago, we were energy independent. No longer. That's over. Just a few months ago, Jenna, we made sure that China was kind of staying at bay. That's over. They're open for business. They're making more money than they've ever made. And that is just a small nugget of what this president is doing, unfortunately. Uh.
0: Well, we will continue to talk about it here on Just the Truth and hold Joe Biden accountable. And we have to make sure that we are reinforcing our elections to be secure and safe so that we, the people, can select and prefer our leaders, because this is absolutely un-American and antithetical to our system of government, what Joe Biden is doing and how his handlers really are the ones uh, that, you know, leading America. But, Aubrey, always great to see you on a Friday. And now to Just the Word. Psalm 91 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will... Only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The Lord is always the source of all truth.